Hey, welcome back to the Ramble Room. This is a very special edition of this show, and I trust that you will enjoy it. Several days ago in Casper, Liberty's Place for You sponsored an event featuring the Wyoming Freedom Caucus and a number of other conservative legislators. The next couple of shows, I'll try to play back for you some of their comments. Now, I I have to apologize for the sound quality on this. Actually, what I had to do was splice together two poor recordings and try to make something that was a little bit easier to listen to. So I, I trust that you'll forgive me for some of the the difficulties in hearing this, but I think that it's very worth hearing. This first episode features John Baer, who is the MC of this situation. He's also the chairman of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus. It also features a number of legislators, representatives specifically, who are conservatives. Many of them are members of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus, but not all. Featured here today in this show are John Bear himself, uh, John Winter out of Thermopolis, Jeanette Ward out of Casper, Chris Knapp from Gillette, Tamara Trujillo from down in the Cheyenne area, Pepper Ottman covers quite a bit of Fremont County, including Dubois and some other areas, Daniel Singh from Cheyenne, and Sarah Penn, also from Fremont County. Let me tell you, in my view, every one of these people are just amazing people. And when I look at what God has done in putting together conservatives in the Wyoming House, he is beginning to put together a coalition of people, and as I mentioned earlier, some are Freedom Caucus and some are not. But it goes beyond that. God, it's as if God reached out and he said, hey, I need one of these, and I need one of these, and I'm going to use one of these, and a couple of these. And he put us together, and collectively he's got a couple of dozen, maybe a little more, just magnificent people. And the next few shows are going to share a little bit of what they had to say at this particular session. But I just wanted to introduce you to some of my dear friends, and I hope that you will enjoy what you're about to hear. Several of them are members of the Freedom Caucus, some are not. But I want all these House members, they're all conservative, to have a chance to speak to you. And then we're going to try to get through all of that in one hour. And then we're going to open it up for a full hour of Q&A at the end of that. So feel free to, to hold on to your questions until we're all done with that. And uh, on the Q&A part, just a few ground rules. I'd like uh, to make sure everybody that wants to ask a question gets an opportunity. So please keep your questions brief and to the point, and uh, we'll try to get through all of those. And I'll try to, if you have a specific House legislator that you'd like to answer a question, just say that when you're asking your question. Uh, if not, I'll pick one. 
to answer your questions. So that's pretty much how we're going to do it today. And I'm going to start off with uh, Representative Knapp. If you could please, uh, uh, well, actually, let's start with Representative Winter. I'm going to have him open us up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we bow here this morning, we are grateful unto thee for the blessings that we all enjoy and for this opportunity to be here in Casper and discuss the affairs of the legislature. And dear Father, we're grateful unto thee for the crowd that we have today and for the interest that uh, we have for this Freedom Caucus. And we're grateful unto thee for all the citizens of Wyoming and we pray that we'll be able to do the job that will benefit the citizens of this state and that we can uh, be a, a guide to the adjoining states and that it might reach to Washington in, in due time. And we uh, pray for thy spirit to abide with us this day as we discuss the matters of the state and that we can all um, be desirous of doing the best thing we can for this state. And we pray for these blessings and ask thee to bless as we all travel home that we can be safe and that our families will be cared for and looked after in our absence. We pray for these blessings and we do so in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. And uh, Chris is going to come up and lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Please join me in honoring our country and our flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Thank you very much. Again, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, right off the bat, I'd like to put out a special thank you for Liberty's Place for You, who uh, sponsored this event. Uh, it wouldn't be possible for us to do the things we do without groups like Liberty's Place for You uh, that supports our legislators, especially from here in Casper, as well as the fact that uh, you know it's, it's a lonely place there in the legislature, uh, especially when you're part of the minority, as us conservatives are. Uh, but I do want to uh, just say that you guys uh, and people like you throughout the state have done a phenomenal job of changing that and giving us encouragement that we're headed in the right direction. Uh, for me, I was reading uh, the scriptures recently, and uh, in 1 Kings chapter 19 is a very interesting story. It's about Elijah when... Uh, he has just won a great victory. And uh, the next thing you know, the queen has decided that she's going to go after him and take him out. And he's very fearful. Now, a lot of us legislators on the conservative side felt that way for years and years, that they could take us out at any moment. And that's still true on our individual campaigns, so that's important. But as uh, Elijah ended up in a cave, first thing that happened was... Uh, a great wind came along, and uh, that wind, it's kind of like a Wyoming wind that rolls trailers off the highway, <laughs> breaking boulders, but God wasn't in that wind. And then came a fire, or an earthquake, God wasn't in the earthquake, and then a fire, God wasn't in the fire, and then a, just a still breeze, a light breeze came along, and Elijah went out to the entrance of the cave, and God spoke to him in that light breeze, and God said, 
you know what? There's 7,000 more people. You're not alone. And that's how we feel when we come to an event like this and you all show up to support us. And so we know that there are more of us out there. We're encouraged by that. And, uh, you know, we're encouraged to continue to go going into the legislature and standing up for you all and standing for what you believe in, both your conservative ideals and fiscal responsibility and social responsibility, social conservatism, social common sense, if you will. And so I don't want to talk too much longer because we have a lot of people who want to come up and talk, and I want you to get to meet them. And so I'm going to start with uh, one of our freshman legislators. And I'm just going to tell you, this is the Joan of Arc of the Wyoming Legislature. She's right here in Casper, Jeanette Ward. for We the People with pro-life legislation um, and protecting girls' sports and voting. Oh, I'm not sure if someone's covering that. I'll just mention it quickly. Um, I was proud to be a co-sponsor on both pro-life bills, HB 152 and SF-109. <laughs> Unfortunately, a radical judge out in Jackson put a temporary restraining order on our law on the basis that it establishes religion and the lie that abortion is health care. It's funny how current leadership protects the freedom to murder babies, but did not protect our rights when we, the people, were being forced vaccinated during the pandemic, or the scandemic, is what I'd like to say. I was also proud to be a co-sponsor in HB 103, which bans crossover voting. It was a great victory for us. I was proud to vote yes on SF 103, which prohibits 7 to 12-year-old biological males from competing in female interscholastic sports. I have two daughters who are competing in sports, and it's not fair to ask girls to compete against boys. Governor Gordon called it draconian and discriminatory but allowed it to become law without his signature. Wyoming Equality has vowed to challenge that law in court as well. Since radical judges feel they can usurp the role of the legislature, it remains to be seen whether this law will be enforced. But pray, my friends. Pray, my brothers and sisters. We also had some losses for we the people in the areas of medical freedom and parental rights. Medical freedom was the top issue when I walked door-to-door uh, -door with my constituents, what they cared about. I was the prime sponsor of HB 66, which would have prevented discrimination for not masking, not being injected with experimental gene therapy, or not being tested. It was defeated in the House 29-32 after an $847 million poison pill appropriation amendment was added just in case the federal government refused to pay Wyoming Medicare and Medicaid. That's definitely Wyoming solutions for Wyoming problems right there. <laughs> I was the prime sponsor of HB 143, which would have prevented the CDC and WHO from making law in Wyoming. Unfortunately, it was defeated by the same margin on the House floor as HB 66. And it's particularly timely given that we're talking about entering into an unratified treaty 
with the who. Yeah. Right. Again, Wyoming solutions for Wyoming problems. I agree that's what we need. We shouldn't be relying on the CDC and the who. Was also the prime sponsor, uh, prime sponsor for HB 87, which would have removed the exemption for educators for showing obscenity to children, giving power to the most local control of all, parents. The House Revenue Committee, chaired by a Casper area Republican, who also voted against it, killed the bill. Finally, I supported SF-117, which was parental rights in education. It would have prevented teachers in kindergarten through third grade from instructing on sexual orientation and gender identity. It passed the Senate, but was never brought out of the Speaker's drawer. I made a motion to suspend the rules to pull this bill out of the Speaker's desk, but the effort was unsuccessful, as the majority of Republicans voted with Democrats to keep the bill in the Speaker's drawer. Those are the most powerful five Democrats in the country, apparently. Overall, it was a good experience serving we people, and we've only just begun. We don't fight because we will win, we fight because we're, we are faithful. Duty is ours, and results are ours. You know, it's because of you all sending people like that to the legislature that those of us who are in our second or third terms are, are just extremely grateful because we feel encouraged and uh, we feel supported by, by our fellow legislators. And there's several more to hear from, so I'd like to start right now with uh, Christopher Knapp. Uh, Chris is from my neck of the woods, and Chris was once a county commissioner, so he comes to the legislature with a lot of... Uh, governmental experience, but he's still conservative, so we appreciate him very, very much. So Chris, if you come on up Thank you, John. I just want to do a little bit of voting here today. How many people here believe in parental rights? Just raise your hand. Raise them up. How many here believe in religious freedom? How many here believe in medical freedom, your personal right to choose what you what you want for health care? And we didn't meet beforehand, right, that this is a nice voting block now. <laughs> so the thing that I wanted to point out is the Freedom Caucus often, often gets criticized for that. But what the Freedom Caucus is, is people with those principles of freedom, your rights, God-given rights, that come together. And even if we didn't know each other, even if we had voted individually, never talked to one another, you would find we all vote the same because we vote on principle. Now, the same could be said of the other side. They voted a lot, too. But under what principles? If they're the opposite of every principle that we stand for, what principles do they stand for? So as we as we go forward, I'm encouraged. The freshman class that came in is amazing. Amazing. And it feels good to know that year after year after year, we're getting strength. We're getting strength. And pretty soon down there, you'll see changes in major ways if we continue down this road. 
So thank you very much for coming. We really appreciate it. Our next speaker, uh, I just have to tell a little story about her. Uh, she got into a little bit of trouble. A lot of us get into trouble with the Speaker of the House, unfortunately. <laughs> I have spent a few years in the, uh, going to the woodshed. Uh, but this, this freshman legislator, she went to the, the woodshed for uh, something that I think was kind of innocuous. But uh, while she was there, she took the Speaker to task because she sits on the opposite side of the room from the rest of us. The rest of us, uh, the Speaker kind of has the room. It leans one way when one vote goes, and then it means the other way when the other the other side of that vote goes. But uh, this young lady was in the on the other side uh, in her seat, and so she goes to the speaker and she says, "You know, while we're at the habit having this discussion about my behavior, why don't you get me out of that football huddle you have me in?" And that's what it was like for her. She was completely surrounded by a bunch of young legislators that were uh, very very excited to to work with the the former football coach, or actually. Uh, that's why the director of the high school here. So, with that, I'll ask for Tamara to come on up. She's from Cheyenne, and we really appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. I'm Tamara Trahill, representative of House District 44, which is on the south end of Cheyenne. A um, little bit about myself. I've been grew up in Wyoming. My dad moved us here in 1977 to work on the railroad. I have three kids, all went to South High School, which is going to be part of my talk here in just a second. Um, my daughter was actually the first graduating class of that high school. I have a daughter who will be graduating next year and has recently joined the Wyoming Army National Guard. Yes, thank you. Uh, I have four granddaughters that will be going into our school system here in Wyoming. And I be incumbent Romero Martinez and the executive director of Wyoming Equality, Sarah Burlingame. Yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty easy. Just putting that out there. Um, as Representative Bear said, I sat in the most liberal side of the house. And at times I was the lone conservative standing in that corner waving to my friends on the other side. And it wasn't easy, but through prayer and God, I stood there and I stood there strong. And I'm proud of that. And, you know, in some of the discussions, you know, through voting and listening to people talking back and forth, they would ask me on occasion, Why'd you vote like that? Did they make you vote like that? And I'm like, you know, nobody makes me do anything. I never even listened to my dad growing up, so why am I supposed to listen to anybody else? And so I stood there and I stood strong because I campaigned and I believe in God, family values, and common sense. And leaving my grandchildren alone to be raised and have a childhood. And we are not, oh, it's a big fight, guys. It's a big fight in my district. My high school is a test subject for Wyoming in a lot of aspects. Um, my daughter's a junior there, and every day is a fight. But there are good people out there. And it's hard to speak up because the left right away assaults you. You know, we went through these recent things where people are talking about um, death threats because of a post. 
Well, you know what? Her post causes us death threats every day. And that's unacceptable. So that's my fight in Laramie County right now. Um, I don't know. I hope you have questions. I, I could go on forever, and I know we have a lot of people to talk, so I'm going to cut it short. But I'm here to talk to Let's count upon that because uh, Dalton Banks wasn't able to be here today, but uh, he's a, a great young legislator uh, from up north, and uh, he was a, decided one day to stretch his legs out, and he went and sat in a, another legislator's desk that, that wasn't there. Uh, and the rumor mill really took off that John Barry told him he had voted wrong and had to sit back there. <laughs> we, we've had some fun with that, and part of the fun we've had, it, the next time I get asked about that, I'm going to say, no, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not the heavy, I don't tell people what to do. Uh, but we do have a heavy, and she's going to talk next. And so our, our girl that takes care of the people that get out of line, uh, specifically big, tall, giant people like uh, Ruben Tarver, is Pepper Ottman, and she tells me what to do. You all know I'm joking about that. She's a very great woman, and, and uh, I have learned a lot from her, working with her the last three years, and uh, uh, we'd like her to come up and just talk about what's on her part right now.
well, how about community involvement? And you all are a good example of the direction that we're heading. It's up to us to help our, our fellow citizens. It's up to us to provide for our fellow citizens, but not as um, through all these governmental things. Our bureaucracy is growing exponentially, and we can't afford it anymore. We just cannot. There are, there are offices in Cheyenne, in Casper, in Riverton, everywhere, that have an office space and have the admin no clients because there's not enough money to serve them. That needs to stop. So, yeah, thank you. so what I would say is thank you very much. Please stay involved. Please get involved. If you're not, find your place of service and uh, don't be afraid. We need uh, 10 more people, at least, in the legislature. So uh, if you or someone you know um, needs a hobby, uh, please, uh, please run for office and uh, thank you so much. I, I have to tell a few story about that, but real quickly, um, the vice chair of revenue had uh, become upset with something that uh, Pepper had said from the mic, and so she got up and objected. And when she was done, she created a little bit of a disruption. And so the, the inner teacher came out of Pepper, and she said, I'll wait till you're done, uh, which created another uproar from the vice chair. Uh, but, but clearly, she was able to handle the situation long before the speaker could get it addressed. And uh, we really appreciate her. She stands up for, for great things all the time. So. Uh, next, I'd like to bring up another freshman, and this gentleman is from Cheyenne, and he uh, had, he really worked hard to get here today. He had to drive through some ice, and by the sound of it, he may have been doing some 360s on his way down here. So, uh, without any further ado, I'll let uh, Daniel Singh from Cheyenne come on up and say his piece. Senate File 131. 
on, on, on the House side, and that addressed at the ballot request forms. And uh, each of you here as your voter, uh, this last election cycle, you received a, what appeared to be now the DU ballot request form, but it came from a particular campaign. Yeah. Um, and so every, there is outward on the state, and people reached out to their representatives, and uh, Senator Hutchings took it upon herself to leave that in the Senate. And uh, on the House side, it passed with a majority, an easy majority. In fact, over two thirds of a majority. Um, but it was veto. Veto's not together. Uh, I didn't expect it, and I'm sure he has, in his lens, he has, he has his reason to do that. But it was clear to me, at least, that the people of Wyoming wanted this to get done. And so, what I've been thinking about lately is how we have a spectacular form of government in the United States. We have checks, we have balances, um, and it's the job of each of those uh, branches of government to give each other a hard time to get the best product possible for the people. And we'll have our, our disagreements with the judiciary, we will, uh, and we'll have our uh, disagreements with the executive branch, but I think it's, it's it is our responsibility in the legislature to be that check. And so going forward into the next session, I'll be examining ideas on how to get that done, including uh, incorporating modern technology for uh, the meeting of the legislature. If the governor does decide to veto something, then uh, the people should have a chance to actually discuss that if we want to override that. And it should be down to uh, just the time frame that was set. Our, uh, arbitrarily, but we need to reconsider things as a as technology, technology perhaps. So, anyways, thank you, everyone. I appreciate the time.
I think I want to try this medication or this treatment for me in this situation. And where your doctor would be able to say, yeah, I think that's right, or, or these are the risks that you would be um, subjecting yourself to, and have that conversation. Because recently we saw that we lost that right with what happened with the pandemic and such. And so my bill aims to continue to allow providers um, that right to help their patients and, and protect uh, people, allow them to get those life-saving medications. We worked really hard on that bill and um, with a lot of people, and we, we got it through the House with a vote of 44 to 18, which is pretty great. And so I was really excited. We got it over to the Senate side, and I, I went over there, and I started whipping those senators. It was a sign of it. Whipping is a term. Border Patrol. It was a sign of the Senate labor and health, and um, there's five members of that committee, so I needed three to get it out of there. And I had two that were on my side, and I needed a third, and so I was working on those guys pretty hard, and I got one. Uh, Senator Dockstetter said, I can do the math. I know you need my vote to get out of the committee, and I'll support you. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty pumped. I was excited. And um, my, that bill, there's a lot of people that were interested, a lot of people that um, were against it. I had pretty much all of the, the agencies didn't like my vote. They were all against it. But the citizens wanted it, and so there was a lot of testimony. Both days of the committee, it took two days. Um, well, the second day they got postponed, the Senate didn't come in. And so um, that was on a Friday. They didn't, they didn't come in on that Friday. They went home. So Senator Doc Setter went home that Friday, and um, I got an email from him Friday night at 8 o'clock, and he said, I can't vote for your bill anymore. Because I went and talked to my hospital, and they told me they were adamant that I'd be against this bill. So that's what I'm going to do. And so I tried hard. I tried to, I called Dr. Senator Baldwin. And Barlow and Baldwin said, well, what I like to do is I like to hear the testimony and then I'll make up my decision. So on Monday morning, we show up to the committee and he's not there. Oh, so I thought, that's interesting. Okay, we'll see how this goes. And so we had our testimony. We had some really great testimony if you're in this room and that's why thank you. Um, and then we voted, they voted on that bill and Senator Barlow, or excuse me, Senator Bar Baldwin had no vote already pre-set. And so we'll get it got killed right there in that committee. Um, it was difficult for me to witness things like that. One, one positive, you know, it's important that we don't get hung up on the, on the negative things. Um, as as uh, Representative Ward already mentioned, we, we did have a win on the uh, chemical abortion bill, and we had to fight for that one. There was, there was serious attempts to weaken that bill, but basically got it. It initially involves two, two potentially dangerous medications that are used to, to create abortions, and they wanted to take one of those medications out. And um, thankfully, we were able to, to keep those, those, diff, uh, those troublesome amendments out of there. And we got that thing passed. Um, that was a real win for Wyoming and for um, the unborn in Wyoming. Previously, in last year, there was 90, now I forgot my numbers, but I think it was 98 um, chemical abortions in Wyoming. So that's 98 unborn lives that we lost last year because of that. That will not be protected. And finally, I wanted to talk about um, Chloe's Law. So if you're not aware, Chloe's Law was a bill that was aimed to protect our children from um, dangerous mutilating surgeries uh, or to help them with gender transition of minors and protect them from uh, difficult or dangerous drugs, cross-sex hormones. 
that bill, um, it was a Senate file, and it, and it fell through the Senate, and, we, and it got to the House side. And being on labor and health, I was pretty excited because I thought we should have been here. here. And, and the speaker cited two appropriations, a bill that had no appropriation, no fiscal one that was sent to appropriations. And um, so the uh, <clears throat> Green Caucus made attempts to try to move that bill to labor and health to a more appropriate uh, committee. And um, those that attempt was foiled by the, the 36 on the other side. Um, they care more about policy over people in the state, unfortunately. And, and that's why it's so important for you guys to be here. You are the 3%. You know, when Paul Revere rode through the streets calling people to action, not everybody showed up. A lot of people rolled over in their beds and they said, well, I got work tomorrow, I got family support, I can't get involved in this. I got things going on. But the 3% showed up and look what happened. So thank you for being the 3% because we need fighters, we need people who are going to stand up for what is right and uh, in this situation, protect our, protect our kids. When it got sent to appropriations, they got that bill for one. Um, I testified on that bill and they were not happy about it because I basically just said these are the facts and, and they pushed back until they realized that they weren't getting the answers from me that they were hoping and then they just shut up. And let me finish and, and pass it as a do not pass, which means it goes to the bottom of the stacking committee in the whole. And so, you know, the bill was getting to the point where, where it wasn't going to do any good for, for um, kids anyway. Um, but that's what we're doing. So thank you again for being here. We need you. And um, it's such a pleasure to be in this room and to have the acquaintances that I've gained through this. Uh, God bless you all.